You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, everybody. Welcome back into another episode of Locked On Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in action talking all things Texas A&M, and today, where does Texas A&M's battle between Haynes King and Zach Calzada rank among some of the best in college football at a major position of need? We'll be breaking all that down and also break down the brand new numbers that have been assigned in College Station. Want more SEC talk, including stuff that goes along with Texas A&M? There's only one place to get all that information, and that's Locked on SEC with Chris Gordy of Sports Talk 790. Follow the Locked on SEC podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast listening systems. As always, make sure you're following me on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson. I am the host of the show, and I love public feedback. Anything you can do to make this a more quality-sounding show every single day, give me a follow, give me a shout-out, and I will add it into the mix. Secondly, Locked on Aggies. Logged on Aggies is your number one source for all things 12th man related content found here on LOP. You can always subscribe on iTunes, listen on Spotify, and if you can't do any of that, listen live every single day at LockedOnPodcast.com. You know, because I cover the NFL as well as college football, I always find it funny with the number reveal thing because of... For a while, in college, you could pick whatever number you wanted. You could see defensive linemen wear number 8, number 6, number 1. And at Texas A&M, it's happened more times than not. A big player wears a number 5 or a number 1. When you look in the history of the NFL level, though, it's not the same case. With that in mind, you look at that team, you kind of have your set numbers. Now, it's a little different because, again... Now that the NFL is a little bit more lackadaisical with how you present your numbers, a cornerback doesn't have to be in the 20s or 30s. They can wear a number one or a number eight. A wide receiver doesn't have to be in the teens or the 80s. They can wear a number six or a number four or a number 83. Or I mean, I don't think they can wear like 27 though. I, I, I don't think that's the case. So I think it's single digits all the way up to 19 and then 80 through 89. But you can have these numbers and they can fluctuate and that can be something really fun. But what's interesting is that now... More players are getting their numbers for the start of the 2021 season. And these numbers don't mean anything. You know, again, look at a guy like uh, Anaya Smith. He wore number 17 his rookie year when he was a freshman. And now he changed it to number zero and agent zero has been killing it since. But naturally, you know, everyone has to have a number. So what is everyone's number coming in to Texas A&M this year? Let's just go down the list. New running back Amari Daniels will wear number four. Shamar Turner, the hot defensive end out of, I believe it was uh, uh, Elkins, I think it was where he went, is wearing number five. Tyreek Chappell was wearing number 29 this spring. Now with Devin Morris officially retiring from football and away from the program, he will now wear number seven. Moose Muhammad III will also wear number seven. Remember, offensive and defensive players can wear the same number. They just can't wear the same number and be on the same field at the same time. So a little different. Yakulith Brown will wear number 8. Deuce Harmon, who was wearing number 28 in the spring, will wear number 11, replacing Kellen Mond. Uh, Albert Regis will wear number 15. Quarterback Eli Stowers will wear number 17. Uh, Jaredine Gilbert will wear number 20. Tamisi Adele will wear number 30. Drayden Norwood will wear number 31. LJ Johnson will wear number 34. Jay-Z on Harris will wear number 37. Jameer Johnson will wear number 58. Trey Zom will wear number 60. Bryce Foster will wear number 61. 
Jordan Spagnophilus Mocha will wear number 66. Remington Strickland, the center, will wear number 68. Ruben Fathery will wear number 76. Uh, Matthew Wycroft will wear number 77. Fernando Garza, the new tight end, will wear number 82 whenever he gets on the campus. Uh, Demetrius Cornover will wear number 87. Elijah Judy, the defensive end, will wear number 90. And Marcus Burris will wear number 91. So which numbers do I really like for certain players and which numbers do I not? Uh, any guy who wears a single-digit number that's a defensive lineman I like. So Shamar Turner, immediately I love that number. Uh, do I like the fact that he's wearing number five even though you look at some of the number fives in the past, how big they've been? It's a little off, but overall, you know, you know, I look at number five and I think that, you know, a defensive lineman can wear it. He'll have pressure and to have number five take down number five is always a fun kind of bit when you look at it. Five, five V five is always fun. Um, Musa Muhammad at number seven. Love it. I think number seven needs to be a wide receiver number. I just do. And you look at the history of number sevens, especially when you look at like LSU, number seven is just so important at that school. That only the team captain can wear number seven, and they have to be voted on by the fan, uh, by the by their peers. I think Musa Muhammad is such a good undervalued wide receiver, and I think his dad, I'm 98% positive, wore number 87. So he's paying a little bit of homage to Moose, Moose the original, which is a really big deal, and I really like that overall. Uh, Albert Regis, again, it's kind of similar. Any guy who wears. A number that's not in the 90s or the 60s that's a defensive lineman, I'm always going to like. I think that's always going to be fun. Um, LJ Johnson, I love that. I think 34 is like a perfect running back number. I think when you look in those 30s, the 30 through 30, I'll go 34. That's like a running backs number. 30, 31, 32, 33, and 34 are running backs numbers. And honestly, I would save those. I'd save all the 20s and all the way up to 34 for a running back. LJ... Kind of a little bit bigger. It's the biggest number in my list of what I would say is a running back number. Do like the fit? Do they get works? So I would go with that 100%. Uh, let's see. Who else? Bryce Foster wearing 61. Just sounds like it because he is number one in basically everything when it comes to offensive line. But six meaning he would be the six offensive lineman because there's a very good shot he doesn't start right away. So but he'd be the sixth man and the number one option. See, I do this thing with my head. So I, 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 there's a way that this analogy works, and I think that's a good one. Um, Ruben Fathery at 76. There's been a lot of talented number 76 players in the NFL, especially on the offensive line. I think Fathery has a really good shot in a year to be the starting right tackle of the future. So I like this deal. I think it's a very good number. Numbers I don't like. Um, Eli Sowers. I don't know why. I don't get it if it's because of, you know, I just personally am so attached to the number 17. Maybe it's because of I've only seen him wear a single digit number, but 17 just feels a little off. I feel like that he is a single digit guy, like a three or an eight or a, um, a four or, a, or even a five. And again, there's people wearing those numbers right now. And I don't know if he'll stick with it, especially if he sticks with Texas A&M. But you do look into consideration. You do can look at all the odds and outs. And yeah, it's a little off. Anybody else? Um, any defensive lineman that wears like a 30, I don't like. So that would mean uh, Jay-Z on Harris, I'm not really a big fan of. Uh, Tumisi Adele, not really a big fan of at 30. And then anybody else that I can just say right off the top of my head? Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Drayden Norwood wearing 31. I mean, 31 is a cornerback number, so I think that that works. Tyreek Chapel, I actually like that number. Seven for a defensive back as well, and you've seen a defensive back wear it at the SEC level, so don't have a problem with that. Uh, Jaden Gilbert at 20. 20 is like the ultimate safety number. You look at the guys who wear 20. Ed Reed is arguably the best safety of all time. That makes a lot of sense. Maybe Deuce Harmon at 11. Uh, and, and again, I don't really have a problem with it because of 11. 1-1 one, one means you are going to be the number one cornerback in the number one class for your team. So yeah, I don't have a problem with it either, but it's just, yeah, it, maybe I would have gone with a different number. That's just me though. So yeah, those are the numbers for the incoming players. Uh, which numbers I think you got to really focus in on this spring. I would go with, for sure, you need to focus in on number 58, Jameer Johnson. He's going to be a big-time name to watch for. I think in red zone situations, watch out for number 34, which would be LJ Johnson. Uh, and then I think probably watching out for number 5, Shamar Turner. Uh, Shamar will likely see some reps, probably not a ton, but he'll see enough to where you get some reps and you go, wow, okay, their future is really bright, especially at a very deep position like defensive end in College Station. There's not a lot that I'm not a fan of, but spending money on auto parts when I could just go do it myself is always something that is a pet peeve. Usually you have to pay an installment fee, a service fee, a shipping fee, and then of course tip the guy for installing a part that you could have done if you knew where to get the price and the part. Now you do. It's called rockauto.com. RockAuto.com is an online auto parts service system that has been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Why choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more on some parts from a chain store or car dealership when you can get a really good deal at Rock Auto? Keep this in mind. The Honda Odyssey fuel pump comes in at $3.53 on a chain store, only $2.16 at RockAuto.com. And they have everything you want from brake pads to tail lamps to motor oil and even new carpet. Go visit RockAuto.com and type in Locked On on the How'd You Hear About section so they know that we said you. It's amazing selections, reliably low prices, and all the auto parts you will ever need. RockAuto.com, it's the place to be. Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network, the quarterback battle that is ensuing inside of College Station is one of probably 15 or 20 quarterback battles that we have going on this year. I would say there's about 10 that are really important. Probably there's about 10 that really do matter. And the rest are okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. You got to make sure that you get the right quarterback to be successful. But like in Alabama, Bryce Young is yet to be named the starting quarterback. And, you know, there's a report out there that says, uh, 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 who is it? Uh, Paul Tyson, I think is who it is, is actually competing for first team reps. Yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. He's competing. We know who's the better quarterback. That, that That's all I have to say about that one. I look at the other 10. There's about 10 that I think are really, really talented going into this year. And Texas A&M is one of them. Now, 24-7 Sports came out with their rankings of the most important quarterback battles for the 2021 season. And when I looked at it, they weren't bad. They were the usual. But where Texas A&M sits on this list maybe is a little low. They come in at number 5. Jimbo Fisher wants to keep the Aggies in the national title conversation, so he'll need to replace quarterback Kellen Mond. The money is on Haynes King at the moment, but Zach Calzada and Eli Stowers are lurking behind him. King is a dual-threat type of quarterback, so that might be the best option for a dynamic offense competing with the likes of Alabama. No matter what, Fisher better get it right. Otherwise, Texas A&M will be behind the eight ball. 
Uh, King was a four-star prospect in the class of 2020, and he's basically been the most talked about since Mond's departure, so we'll lean on him for now. That's what they're talking about with the quarterback battle. Now, ahead of them are Florida State at number four, which I, I kind of get with Mackenzie Milton and Jordan Travis. Still, there's an argument. Number three is Texas. I understand that one. Number two is Ohio State for them, and number one is Michigan. I'm going to give you my top five quarterback battles, and this is just my five, personally, that I think are very important to a team's success in 2021. I'll just save you the trouble right now. Texas A&M is on this list, so continue to listen. It's a very big deal. Uh, Number five for me would be Notre Dame. Notre Dame is replacing a four-year starter in Ian Book, and whenever you do that, like the Aggies are about to do, there's a little bit of added pressure because if you have to replace somebody who is uber talented number one but has been a staple of a program to where it really hasn't been that big of a deal if you don't get a top tier quarterback in the recruiting class because you have a guy that's established and isn't going anywhere so i look at this and they have two guys to pick from jack cone who was the former wisconsin starting quarterback or drew Payne. he is the younger quarterback who has an opportunity because if he's already been in the system with brian kelly to step up uh, the good news is for them, they have Kyron Williams back in the backfield, so it doesn't really matter. They're going to be a run-heavy offense no matter how you break it down. They were looking to remain in the college football playoff conversation. Last year, their only year in the ACC, they were able to win every single game except for one. That was the ACC title game against Clemson. Then they lost to Alabama in the, uh, what was it? Was it Sugar Bowl? I'm, I'm blanking on what game it was. In the college football playoff, they were eliminated. So I look at Notre Dame, as long as they get the quarterback right, They probably can be back in that conversation, even though they did lose a lot defensively, including Clark Lee to Vanderbilt. Number four, to me, is Florida State. And the only reason why I put Florida State on there is because I do believe the Seminoles think they can take that next step. And I really wouldn't say this is a quarterback battle. I would just say, is Mackenzie Milton going to be healthy? At one point, Mackenzie Milton was the number one quarterback in the country. I don't care what anybody says. Because if he maybe wasn't the number one quarterback in the country when you look at numbers and statistics, but he was the number one quarterback in the country when we're talking about the most hype with the most consistency, most yards. He was doing everything for the Golden Knights and then he nearly lost his leg. I mean, that like I remember that game very vividly and going, dear God, this kid is never going to play again, let alone walk again. He's come back. He looks stronger than ever. According to people that I've spoken to out in Tallahassee, they believe he is the front runner. There is a very good shot, though, that Jordan Travis, a guy who has been in the system underneath Mike Norvell, might give them a better shot to win. However, if Milton is at full strength and can do what he was doing prior to that knee injury, he is arguably one of the better quarterbacks in college football, number one, and number two, easily the frontline starter. The biggest question there is what will happen to his knee? Uh, Number three, I put Texas. I think Texas is a really good middle ground team because, again, they're not going to be competing for a college football playoff spot. They could. I don't think it's going to happen. But you look at this team, you have a guy who's been in the system for a while and understands the protocol of what it means to represent Texas and Casey Thompson. That's a really big deal for this team. They need to have stability at the quarterback position. And you look at the history of Texas quarterbacks from Vince Young to um, Colt McCoy to what happened with David Ash to Sam Ellinger, 
Quarterback is very refined at Texas, or at least it has been in the last two decades. So Casey Thompson is more of a completion guy, somebody who can sling it downfield, but will keep the reps alive, kind of continue to keep the ball moving. That's who you look for. Hudson Card is more of a dual threat option player, but he does have a good arm. This is actually one of those ones where I look at and I could see it going either way. And the only reason I could say it going either way is because both of these players are very talented. Both have a skill set that Steve Sarkeesian loves. And I don't think either of them have really separated themselves from the conversation. Very similar to what we see with our number two team, Texas A&M. Eli Stowers, give him a year. Uh, I, I would say give him a year. Don't worry about it. And then, yeah, we all know that when uh, the incoming freshman comes in next year, that's a whole different story that we got to talk about. But for right now, I would say Haynes King has the job. It, I mean, it's Haynes King's job to lose. But again, Zach Calzada has been very well talked about and basically got the ultimate reference should he elect to transfer if he does not win the job of why he will be an, an, a, a quarterback for years to come for a really good college program that's looking for a quarterback. Maybe it happens this year. Maybe he stays with the team all year and then transfer uh, transfers after the season. I don't really know. What I do know is Jimbo Fisher is not giving up on Calzada. He basically is saying, yes, while King is good, so is Calzada, and he still can win the job if need be. But number one, and this is only number one because of it really does decide one divisional winner or conference winner, my bad, is Ohio State. Ohio State's replacing Justin Fields. Everything else about the team, they look to be the number one team in the Big Ten once again. But again, you have to have a quarterback. That's like the biggest thing. If you don't have a quarterback, you're not going to be successful. And yeah, I understand the story, but this guy had this nump stop. You have to have a quarterback, and you really do if you're at Ohio State. Uh, they have a really good battle coming on between C.J. Stroud, Jack Miller, and Kyle McCord. I honestly expect two of those players to transfer before the season's end, because when you think about it, if Stroud wins the job, and then Quinn Ayers, who is now coming up early after reclassifying to the 2021 and entering the competition uh, you know, for next spring, when you look at that, that's a big deal. Now, it'd be a national story if... Ayers skipped his senior year and won the job immediately, but I don't think that's going to be the case. I just think that Ayers is going to be a part of the system and then in the locker room. Those are all things that are going to be things that I would say you have to watch out for. Stroud win I think Stroud wins the job for now. I don't know if he will for long term. I think if Ayers really is the guy, he will win it within a year. But for now, you have that breaking point. It's kind of like what we talk about with um um, uh, Con Connor Wigman. Yeah, Connor Wigman. It, it, we're talking about the same thing. Maybe Haynes King and Zach Calzada are just the options for a year or two, but you really want to believe in it's Wigman for the long term. That's what you want to believe in. But I say Texas A&M is the number two battle because of, again, these are the two programs that when you look back last season were vying for a college football playoff spot. One was vying for it and got it. And the other one who played their entire season and did not have Big Ten bias step in, did not. But these are two teams that I feel like are right there, could still be contenders for the college football playoff, even though they have lost some pieces. If you're Ohio State, if you're Texas A&M, you're just trying to replace the offensive line. Quarterback is really important for both these programs. They're one and two. Texas for sure is number three, only because I think Texas can compete in the Big 12. I don't think they can compete for a 
um, a Big 12 title or a college football playoff berth, but they definitely could be a team that makes a New Year's Six Bowl game. Uh, Florida State is number four and Notre Dame is number five. That's my list at least. The NFL season is right around the corner and it's never too early to get your early odds in for who you're going to bet on to win the Lombardi Trophy in 2022. But when you go make those bets, make sure you go to the one place we love and the one place we trust. That's betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action with baseball season in full swing and the NFL right around the corner. Go ahead and get all the action figured out at betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the action. Head on over to betonline.ag on your mobile device or on your laptop, iPad, whatever you want to use, and type in Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbooks experts. Locked on Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. A betting on the Aggies doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get your favorite picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day every single podcast. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast through betonline.ag or wherever you get your podcast listening systems. So let's close out the show before camp starts up tomorrow uh, with some news coming out about the future of Texas A&M. Now, remember, Vince Lombardi is one of the top coaches in the history of the sport. Doesn't matter if it's the collegiate level, the NFL level. He is just a superstar when it comes to coaching. And that's why everyone represents him. And in Houston... The Rotary Lombardi Award, in conjunction with the Rotary Club of Houston, is pleased to announce their 80 prospective players who will compete for this year's coveted award. The Rotary Lombardi Award goes annually to college football's best offensive or defensive lineman, who, in addition to an outstanding performance and ability, best exemplifies the character and discipline of NFL Hall of Fame coach Vince Lombardi. Texas A&M has three players that are represented, including tight end Jalen Weidemeyer, because he does block. That's the big thing. If he was just a receiving tight end, he would not fit in. But he blocks, so he gets into the list. Offensive lineman Kenyon Green and defensive lineman DeMarvin Leal. Leal has started 18 consecutive games in Aguiland, and he led the 2020 defense in hurries with 8 and ranked 5th in tackles with 37. Leal also returned an interception for 43 yards to set up an A&M touchdown against the likes of Alabama. He matched his career high in 7 total tackles in a win over LSU and was named the SEC Defensive Lineman of the Week for his performance against the Tigers. He is widely considered one of the biggest and brightest stars at Texas A&M, but more importantly, an All-American candidate and a Top 10 selection when the NFL draft draft rolls around April of 2022. Now, the other one, of course, Kenyon Green, All-Pro, All-American, my bad, All-American offensive lineman as a guard has been named by the Football Writers Association of America as a first-team All-American. The Sporting News also named him a first-team All-American, and he is a superstar at the position. But the thing is, is that now he's moving outside to left tackle instead of playing left guard. He has started, though, in 23 consecutive games since arriving in College Station and is ready to make sure that he can be the blindside protector for King, Calzada, Stowers, XYZ, name your guy here. They believe that there's something very special with him. And then, of course, the other guy you got to watch for, Jalen Weidemeyer. Arguably the best tight end in college football. Arguably the biggest name on the rise. He finished last year with uh, 46 catches for over 500 yards and six receiving touchdowns. His 12 career touchdowns in just two years are the most by a tight end in Texas A&M history. That means that his numbers are only going to explode more and more and more. 
He was named to the Mackey Award watch list after a sterling freshman campaign in which he finished with 32 catches for 477 yards and six touchdowns. That's now six each year. He's improved with his route running. He's improved with his catches and he's improved with his yards after the catch. He was an all SEC freshman. And on top of that, he was also a 2021 preseason Belitnikoff Award watch, uh, watch nominee that was announced earlier this year by the Tallahassee Quarterback Club Foundation, which is given to the country's best wideout, even though he plays the tight end position. So again, he really is the most versatile. Every single step of the way, when you look at these three guys, they are all considered first round picks. They are all considered to be locks to be early selections and role players for their respective teams. And I do look at these, these four, these three guys, they're going to be the biggest impacts. I think Texas A&M season at their own position, but arguably they're likely in that same category, probably somewhere in the top five on both those categories. That's going to do for this edition of Locked on Aggies. Make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked on Aggies and read all of our great work at allaggies.com presented by Sports Illustrated. I'll be back on tomorrow to give you five things I am looking forward to with the starter camp. We'll see you then. And remember, give me all. This has been Locked on Aggies presented by the Locked on Podcast Network.